Hey guys, it's your crazy bit of sunshine. It's chill. You're rolling MC. And this is Hitting the Streets podcast show. Today on the show, I have one of the brothers, owner of Two Brothers Hibachi. Juan Aldaco is on the show today and he shares his story on how him and his brother Caesar got started in the food truck business. Welcome to Hitting the Streets podcast show. Hitting the Streets is a series of interviews giving you the insider's look at the small businesses, entrepreneurs, nonprofit organizations, and events in the North Texas area. You can find all episodes of Hitting the Streets on Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, you can follow Hitting the Streets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. For more information about Hitting the Streets podcast, you can visit my website at www.hittingthestreetspodcast.com. And now, on with the show. Hey guys, it's your crazy ray of sunshine. It's Shell, your rolling MC. And this is Hitting the Streets podcast show. Today on the show, I have one Aldaco. Did I say it right? That's that's correct. Is that close that enough? Is, that is that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Get your smoky cloud of darkness. There you go. The smoky yeah. cloud of darkness. I love it. I just it. want to be like you. Really. Oh my god! Just, whatever. Just try my hardest. <laughs> whatever. So on that note, why don't you introduce yourself, Juan? <laughs> My, my name is Juan Aldaco. I am uh, 50% owner of Two Brothers Hibachi. You guessed it. The other 50% is my brother. Caesar. Uh, Caesar. Caesar. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, the one that actually does all the work. I just talk. That's all I, yeah. He's, uh, he's a hard worker. I, you know, I just know how to write on a piece of paper and talk. That's it. Gotcha. I got so you. he's not here. He's working somewhere as hard as he can. <laughs> exactly. Um, so tell me a little bit, and, and to the audience that's listening here, where did this idea come from to do a two brothers hibachi food truck? Well, well, obviously me and my brother were hibachi chefs. Um, at the time, I think I had maybe four years experience. He had around eight, nine years experience. This was like 2017 when this idea came to us. Okay. Um, we were just, you know, we were just tired of doing our best and working hard for somebody else's dream. You know, and mm. we wanted to do something for us. You know, mm-hmm. we wanted to do something for us and ours. And obviously, being being chefs, we didn't have the funds to buy a building. You know, and start a <laughs> start a whole company. And on top of that, we didn't have the experience or know how. So we thought, you know what, let's sell tacos out of a trailer, right? Until it, you know, and we we passed that idea around until it dawned on us that it's just a saturated market to sell. Um, Mexican food in this area you know we have a bunch of outstanding places around town and mm-hmm. you know that's I, I feel like that was that's a uh, good, good enough for Mexican food right, yeah, so, right. <laughs> and, then, and then just one day my brother Caesar was just like why not a bocce and I was like I never thought about it don't don't know why never thought about it and we then you know it's, that's where it all started put the pen to paper yeah, exactly so and you decided to do it in the food truck before going to the brick and mortar absolutely, absolutely brick and mortar was not even in the plan we um 
you know, we just thought, you know, make a food truck, make a couple bucks, take our money and run. We really, honestly, we started this, um, the food truck to get out of the restaurant industry, out of the food industry. We <laughs> gotcha. seriously did. We were just going to gotcha. get a, get a couple dollars and like buy a rental house and then just start from there in real estate. But, uh, you know, you guys didn't let us move on. Oh, <laughs> oh did you hear what he said? You guys, yeah. you darn right. <laughs> we're, we're stuck. We don't have a choice. So tell me, what's your key driving force, you know, to this business? What keeps you motivated? What keeps you and you guys going? Well, other other than, you know, my daughter and, you know, me wanting, you know, me making a promise to her when she was four years old that I was going to get her a castle to live in. Uh, That's so uh, sweet. Definitely what drives me is the accountability um, hmm. that I have with uh, my brother. You know, he, uh, like I said, he's the working, he's like my father. He's, he's a working mule. There was, I mean, there was one time where my dad was cleaning the yard out in the back and he slipped, didn't know he broke his leg, tried to walk into work the next day. Your dad or, your dad my or father, Caesar? My okay, okay. Uh, broke his leg, tried to walk into work the next day, didn't make it to the door. He was like, yeah, I might need to go to the hospital. My brother's the same way. They're working mules. If they're not doing something, creating something, working on something, fixing something, they're going to be depressed, right? Or I don't know. I don't know. They just don't stop doing stuff. So I have to like live up to that. I have to meet that standard, you know? So just the account of accountability that, um, you know, that my brother creates for me, that really, that really keeps it going. Just trying to, and, I'll, and, it, and at some level, it's a lo little brother thing to where it's like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm better than that guy. <laughs> I, I, I'm so better at sports. Like, I'm so better at everything than him. Yeah, I'm not going to let him outwork me. I'm not going to let him outwork me. You know, <laughs> it, sure. it's, so, it's funny you, you say that and you bring that up, and this just comes to my mind and my experience. You do work really hard in a food truck. You know, it's we all know that we, Brad and I had the B-Dogs, Street Dogs, and that is some hard work. And I have watched you, you guys grow and go nonstop. And my question is to that, do you guys ever take a break? Because I have seen you guys work you know, long, long lines, car yeah. lines. Do you guys do get an opportunity to take a, you know, a break from that all, from working so hard and enjoying what you're doing? I think the last time we had a vacation is when his wife's cousin was getting married in Mexico. And my brother knows like how we are, so I was forced to go on vacation. You were forced. Him. I was. I was. He bought my ticket. He bought the hotel room. Like they set up everything. I was like, I don't want to go. Like I, why do? Why I don't want to go to you know, oh Cancun, Mexico, and have a good time. I don't want to do that. Oh my gosh! But I was, I was forced to go. Did you enjoy um, yourself? I did. I did. Other than the fact that my my Spanish. My Spanish is horrible. I'm not so, gonna go down that road. So I, like, there was one time that somebody asked me, they're like, so, so where are you from? Your your accent's so exotic. I'm like, I'm American. I don't <laughs> I don't know how to speak Spanish. They thought like I was, I don't know, from I don't know, from Chile. I don't know. <laughs> Chile? Yeah, I don't know. He's like, I just shut that down. I'm American and let's just move on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So Tess talk a little bit about challenges and adversity. So we, I, I, I've been saying, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic and that fortunately that is not the truth now. Um, we're still dealing with the COVID and the effects of COVID. We're still dealing with businesses being closed and a lot of different changes that are going on right now um, dealing, you know, with COVID and the pandemic. So what has, what have you guys overcome? Like, I know you guys have had a lot of challenges in dealing with all this. And I also know you guys are working on getting uh, a building to set up a restaurant. So tell me a little bit about what's going on there. 
Uh, so about the challenges and adversity, I, and I think, and I think I could speak in a general sense into people, uh, for people that open their own business and do decide to do their own thing. That's a day-to-day basis is challenges and adversities. And uh, it's definitely, it definitely forces you to grow. Mm-hmm. It definitely forces you to put on your thinking cap and your critical thinking skills. And it, it's just a matter of you honing in on your past and realizing and understanding the things that you have already accomplished and achieved and taking those learning experiences. And even if you have to like uh, form it a different way, just using that to overcome um, the speed bumps that you run into mm-hmm. as, a, as a business owner, for sure. Yeah, I, you know, the speed bumps and roadblocks have it's something that you really have to learn how to manage. You know what I'm saying? So tell me a little bit what's going about this building. Cause I, we just saw your post and it says that you guys are pretty much back in business with the food truck. So yeah. kind of update the audience and us on what's going on with the building. Okay. Yeah. So we were looking for, and, and you know, obviously we were looking for a brick and mortar just because it's extremely difficult to own a food truck. It's extremely difficult to run out of a food truck, and I it just, you know, thank thank the Lord that we have such a good crew. Mm-hmm. We really do. Like my hats off to those guys. They work hard, and you know, they're helping us out where we can't help ourselves. You know, but um, yeah, this building. My brother's always online looking at real estate stuff. He he's always always uh, doing that. And he ran into this building. He's like, hey, let's go check this out real quick. Let's go let's go check this out. And you know, at this point, we were open for about three three years this was last year uh, mm-hmm. a little bit like right before the pandemic yeah like, for the co- right, before yeah, covid hit. right before it mm-hmm. hit hard and um so so obviously you know we had uh capital in the bank because we've been working for three years you know and, um a little side note is I, I really um you know i'm really proud of me and my brother first off for not just taking all that money and buying a corvette you know, or buying like just oh, flashy absolutely. things, stuff like that oh you know? absolutely um, that's another thing about you know going into businesses save your pennies save your pennies of course you're gonna see some dollars but do not spend that because there is taxes that you don't know about that you mm-hmm. gotta pay monthly speaking the truth yeah mm-hmm. so um anyways um so we found we found this building it's the old diggers out there on texoma parkway uh right in front of the the graveyard and uh it was two floors and we seen our dream just being able to live in that building we we envisioned that our dream in that our dream restaurant you know because our first one was going to be like a, a hibachi express kind of mm-hmm. like chipotle style like because mm-hmm. everybody's already used to going to our windows and grabbing the food leaving yes, right? right or even eating there uh sometimes that happens as well and um so we're like you know what let's just keep up with that and let's do this chipotle style come in order your food and and go because i mean when's the last time you sat down and ate at chipotle almost, right. almost never never but, yeah yeah and um and obviously we wanted to start like you know like a chain and have a bunch of hibachi expresses and then after Ooh. we had um these hibachi expresses in various markets we were going to make a, a big daddy restaurant in dallas but we're doing it all backwards we're making the we're making, we're the, making big, the big, big daddy, daddy over here first and then we're going <laughs> to try to branch yeah. out then we're going to try to branch out but yeah uh, we seen it. We thought it was perfect. We we had our great buddy uh, Taryn uh, just sec- secure that um, that lease. He did an amazing job. Love the guy. Awesome. Uh, awesome guy. to hear. And um, so you know, did all that, and that was a, that was a process. But it was an old building. It is an old building. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, the more we dug into it with our contractor, the more stuff we found. We almost had to redo like the whole building. At one point, I was like, you know what? Just knock it all down. <laughs> knock it all down. Let's just start over. 
but um you know we just kept trucking along and obviously you know all these plans they're not cheap you know what i mean so especially uh, now yeah then oh, what well oh, two years ago where we were two years ago with mm. materials <laughs> we are not it's there insane, no. where we were two years ago with food costs and that's something that's another thing hold your thought that's another thing i don't want to talk about it you know it's so funny because and i'm in here i'm I'm fixing to be on my soapbox again but y'all know me you know brad and i also had the same conversation because of the food costs and the increase of beef and everything else we have to raise those dollars on our menu Mm -hmm. you know in order to Mm -hmm. even make a profit Mm -hmm. so so him and i took a step back and was like who around here is gonna pay ten dollars for a hot dog like who who's you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. of the price that's go everything that's going up. And let's not talk about uh propane costs, gas costs, maintenance on the truck. We we can't we we can itemize a statement, can we not? And break down. Yeah. We Absolutely. can I, we can Absolutely. do that. And so I understand and so per going season too, right? You're gonna have different things break when it's winter, different things break when it's summer. It's it's crazy. The right? cost is crazy when it comes down to to selling what you're you know selling your product mm-hmm. and that even goes in with the materials mm-hmm. you know because the prices have just shot up yeah for 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 a little bit there during during the the height of the cost increase or the inflation we were paying for our new york strips as much as a filet mignon would cost yeah it was it was ridiculous it do- literally doubled literally doubled in price that's crazy that's so crazy all right so go ahead wrap up about the building where are we at where are we at now are you guys we moving are forward or how almost there guys <laughs> we're almost there a year later the project was supposed to be three months long we're oh almost gosh. there i mean oh it's so crazy so uh the final the final thing is getting this plumbing passed by the mm. city and that's an easy thing right guys mm-hmm. uh that's super easy Super very, easy. Yeah, super easy to get your plumbing pot. Plumbing pot. <laughs> I can't even say it. I don't want to talk about it. I, just don't, I subconsciously don't want to talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Totally kidding. Totally kidding. But no, our plumbing. We had to get an engineer, bring an engineer in, and for him to, you know, do his little thing on his computer and type it up in CAD and do this whole, oh my this whole shebang. I baked. I baked the inspector a cake. I'm just kidding. Oh. No. Uh, <laughs> and I give you hibachi for life. Yeah. So live. Yeah, that would have been better, right? Bring him a plate, bring him a trio. So live, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we got the engineer on. He's he's drawing out the plans on CAD, and we're going to get it, uh, get it submitted to the city, and awesome. you know, it's going to be game on from there. Good, good. So my one of my last questions before we change the subject is subject here, and you and I have kind of talked about this before, and I like what you said. Um, what piece of advice would you give someone who wants to to following your footsteps? You know, what could you tell people who want to open up a food truck or open up a business, being an entrepreneur, what piece of advice can you give them? Test yourself. Try to see what you're made of. Do, do something hard, something that you were like, man, I don't think I don't think I could do that, whether it's physical, uh, mentally, spiritually. Try to do something that could test your will and your might for it and then just improve your character. Because the only thing that's mm-hmm. going to do is really improve your character. Mm-hmm. Even if you fail at whatever challenge you set yourself to, or is it really failing if you grow from it, right? Uh, and just yeah. try to see what you're made of. And not, not only that, I think what really helps me out is just going back to the you know accountability, is having a partner that, that, you, that really sets an example for you. You know, somebody just a go-getter. You know, somebody that, that you're like really close with and, close with and 
look up to them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and you tell yourself, you know, I, I just tried to be like that, okay. you know, you find somebody that could help you out. You know, the world's too big to do everything on your own. That's very true. That's very true. Okay. So we're going to change the subject just a little bit. Um, as everybody knows, October is my favorite month. <laughs> I love the spooky spooky. <laughs> have you had any paranormal experiences or do you have any ghost stories that you would like to share? I love this topic. I instantly love this. Um, so I have sleep paralysis induced insomnia. So I don't let myself, I don't let myself go to sleep because I've had an issue with, with sleep paralysis ever since I was a child. Really? Yeah. 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 Um, it's gotten really scary a couple of times. I remember we took a vacation when I was, no, I had Sophia. I wasn't a child. I was like, uh, maybe 22, 23. Well, you're young. Yeah. <laughs> I was so old. But uh, so we went on vacation in San Antonio and we're sleeping in a hotel room and um, I was on the bed. You know, in the hotel room, there's always that dark corner where you can't see anything. Yep. Right. So I was, I was, uh, I laid down, I was going to sleep. And as soon as I went to sleep, boom, in sleep paralysis, I couldn't move. And, uh, and, and, and again, I've had this my whole life. So I'm like, oh, here we go. It's sleep paralysis again. And then in the dark corner of the room, I've seen uh, two red, two red eyes. That's that's all two glowing red eyes. Right. And as soon as I could shift my eyes to look at what it was, it shot in front of my bed. But it was like it was a smoky black figure. But the eyes were just glowing. And then as soon as it shot in front of the bed and, and stopped for like a fraction of a second, it shot on top of me and and held me down. Right. And I, eventually I, I woke up and of course I didn't go back to sleep. Um, that's just one of the many, one of the many experiences I've had with uh, sleep paralysis. Another crazy one. Now this was crazy. This one is for the people that don't believe that there's an afterlife. This one is for the people that don't believe in anything after this life. The people that think that it's just, just everlasting nothingness when we me? die. I'm looking I see that. Right. I see that. I'm I see that. <laughs> he got his phone out. He ain't listening. <laughs> no, uh, so uh my first when i was first training as a chef i worked in mesquite with my brother and we lived in a what we called the chef house and it's um, basically just a house that the owner of the restaurant was renting out to us and so you go down this hallway and i have to explain the doors for the story so you go down the hallway and direct directly straight is one door and then to the right is another door and the left is another door mm-hmm. that are facing each other, right? So break from the restaurant is at two. So I had lunch off. I actually had lunch off. So I was just there just uh, cleaning up our little bachelor pad that we had going on because, you know, we were young and stuff. So it was dirty. So I was cleaning it up and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to take a little nap before I, before I go to work. And I lay down and I hear Caesar uh, come in for his break. And I lay down. I go to sleep. And uh, I start lucid dreaming. You know what lucid yes, dreaming is? Yes, I do. Right? So yes, I start, I, I start lucid dreaming, and I'm flying around. And I'm just having a grand old time, and then, and then, then I'm like, oh wait, I'm dreaming. And right then and there, I shoot into a sleep paralysis. Right? I shoot all the way back to my body. Bam! I'm in sleep paralysis, and I'm in the room. And I, you know, I'm in the room, and I can't move, but I could feel that there is. Uh, I, I feel Caesar in the next room, also sleeping. Right? But I feel something trying to get us i feel an entity that is that is that is uh, with that has malicious intent right mm-hmm. and 
so I'm crawling. I'm trying to get up. I fight this sleep paralysis. I'm like on hands and knees crawling towards the door while I could hear this entity coming in through the middle room. So my room was on the right side. Caesar's room was on the left side. It was right in front of each other. And I could hear that entity in, in the room that was next to ours. So I'm trying trying to get up. I'm trying to yell at Caesar. I can't yell. I can't say anything. So finally, I get I get to the door. I open it. And as I open my door to go into the hallway, um, the door, the entity opens that door. And I think my mind, my mind portrayed this entity as like a, a hillbilly and like a, uh, overalls, right? You Just watch very, it too many. You watch right. it too many horror movies. Right. <laughs> right, I know right. them. I know that movie. <laughs> so, so, um, so I push it back into the room, close the door, and I fall open and open into. I fall into Caesar's room, open the door, and yell at him. Caesar, wake up! Caesar, wake up! We gotta go, Caesar. So wake up. Then I wake up. My alarm goes off, and I go to work. Right, go to work. And I tell, and Caesar's there. Obviously, he's working a double. And I tell him, "Hey, dude, I had the craziest experience when I had sleep paralysis." And I told him everything that I just told you. And he just turns white, like he just seen a ghost. He like he was like, "Bro, I had a dream that I couldn't move and I couldn't talk, and and you were yelling at me to wake up, and I felt something coming for us." I swear. I swear. But y'all were in two different rooms. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Mm-hmm. We we're on some different plane of existence. I have no idea. That is creepy. I don't know. Oh, what that's was. creepy. Yeah, there, you can't make that up. You know what's that supposed to mean? There, so definitely there is something. It's, other so it's than almost this like reality. astral projection. Like y'all were outside uh, of body. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna probably get way too deep on that. Yeah. So we'll have to circle back around off mic. Because yeah. <laughs> people are gonna yeah. be like, "What are they yeah. talking about?" Yeah. Wow, yeah. It was that's crazy. interesting. You know, so uh, uh, I can't remember. Oh God, Joe, I, my old timers kicking in. I had about Did you say old timers. Yeah, I did. It's kicking in. I had about with sleep paralysis. Mm. I worked for um, uh, a neurology place, and um, I actually had to go see the doctors because it was causing me not to sleep. Um, and Brad can tell you, I was having a really hard time with dreams. And I was having hard times with whatever that was that was sitting on top of me that wouldn't let me go. Um, and and there was a there was a couple of times that I was fighting in the bed. And of course, this one's like, I'm telling you, every time something like that happens, he's always like, stop watching the breathing that shit and you want to be having those problems. And that's that's me, right? So there was one time I remember being on a recliner um, because I, I couldn't sleep, right? So mm. I got up and and so I was laying and I fell asleep and I, I, I literally thought it was somebody mm-hmm. harming me. And I'm screaming if I, I screamed so loud that he heard me in the bedroom and came up to figure out what was going on, you know? And so it's crazy. But anyways, I went to go see the doctor. Um, I talked to one of the neurologists that were there and I was just telling them what my problem was. And he told me I was drinking too much caffeine. He told me to lay off the caffeine. And I'm not saying this because of your situation. I'm talking about me. That I needed to lay off the caffeine. And I am a caffeine drinker. So he told me that I needed to lay off the caffeine at night before I go to bed. You drink drink coffee at night? What what are you? Like, yes? And you don't? No. (laughs) If I I smell an espresso at five, I'm going to be up for three days. There's no way you drink coffee at night. Yeah, I drink coffee at night to, and crazy. go to sleep, you know. But but here's the deal. It was all the caffeine that I was having. I was having coffee in the morning and mid-coffee in the afternoon. I was having tea at lunch, tea at dinner. And then if I had a coffee before I went to bed, he said my brain was just stimulated. And 
that was causing that for me. Anyway, so he made me cut back coffee to like no coffee after till the till um till noon, no more coffee after 12 o'clock. And it did subside. But mm. now, every now and then when I have these crazy wicked dreams, I go, How much caffeine have I had? So I don't know, don't know. I'm just basing on what he told me and it helped me to stop it. Now also. I also learned when I'm in sleep paralysis, and it happens every now and then, he told me to focus on one thing. He said, when you have it and you feel like something is sitting on top of you, you're suffocating, whatever, tell your brain, because your brain knows it's sleep Mm -hmm. paralysis, Mm -hmm. to move a finger or a toe. Have it, you focus on one thing to move, and, and, and your brain says you need to, and it'll snap you out of it, and it works. It worked for me. Mm-hmm. I know when it's happening. I know when I'm, even when I'm having these dreams, crazy dreams, I move, I try to move one of my fingers or one of my toes right. to help me snap out of it. That's it helps. the hardest way to snap out of it. It, it is That's because I'm not telling you it, it yeah. works. And yeah. there's it times does. when I'm mm-hmm. so deep into it, I'm screaming and hollering already. And then Brad's like, what? wake up. <laughs> But it's crazy that you bring that up because I know people, not just me, mm-hmm. I know other people that have um, sleep paralysis really bad and they are on, they have insomnia really bad that they see things during the day when. Because they're hallucinating. Yeah, because they're, they're hallucinating. So sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, these people that you talk, talk with or talk to that struggle with the sleep paralysis do they all also have the stories of the person sitting on top of them or whatever mm-hmm. so i know how to get rid of that almost completely uh because again i've been i've been struggling with it since i was a child and it's been weird stuff so i started researching weird sure. stuff. i bought bought crazy books bought bought just like spiritual stuff mm-hmm. and just like just trying to do my research on like spirits and like evil and sure. demons and stuff like that so there's supposedly and from this weird research that i've done there's like a these entities they feed off your negative energy so mm-hmm. it's like currency to them they they feed off of it they're hungry for it so what they do is they they scare you mm-hmm. right and fear is like the most they, powerful mm-hmm. right right but there's something that's 10 times stronger than fear i think you know what it is mm-hmm. it's love Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. Absolutely. 100%. So for all the people out there that are listening that struggle with the sleep paralysis and do have these entities that linger, or even if they are just like made up in your mind, mm-hmm. like it's just in your mind or whatever, I don't know. We don't have the instruments of, of science to, nope. you know, pick up these entities or whatever. Maybe we do. I don't know. But um, they feed off the fear and they are extremely afraid of the feeling love. So what I did is from all of this learning, um, I started to tell myself, okay, if, if this happens again and it shows up, just just try to feel this loving feeling. This Just try to radiate love from your heart and see what mm-hmm. happens, right? So, it, of course, it happened again. I seen the red eyes. I seen it try to, like, crawl towards me. But I, but thankfully, in my sleep paralysis, I remembered, like, oh, calm down, stay calm. And then I started saying, like, I love you. Like, I started telling it, I love you. And thankfully, it didn't try to come cuddle with me. But... <laughs> I try to feel this, this radiation of, of love, just yeah. try to show it love. And it, I haven't seen it since. 
That's good. I, I, I haven't seen that entity since. That's good. You have to come back. We'll have to come back and have more conversations about this because that's a subject that I hear a lot now, more mm. now than ever. Mm. And and insomnia. You know, a lot of yeah. people deal with a lot of different things and a lot of it's some of the crazy, I'm, for me, it's some of the crazy stuff that goes on in my head and probably some of the horror movies that I watch and books that I read. So there's that. But anyway, so you'll have to come <laughs> back. So before we wrap up, because we're about out of time, really quick, um, tell us, I, I saw a post about you guys opening um, tell me when and where are you guys going to be? Is it the same location? Tell us a little bit about where you're going to be for your for your food truck. Two Brothers Abachi, by popular demand, is <laughs> opening up once again over there by Taco Casa. We found <laughs> another commissary. We're fixing it up this week, and we'll be back at our normal spot. But a little little thing for you guys is we're going to be starting. We're going to start opening up for Mondays as well. Yay! Yes, Did y'all yes. hear that? Six, Yay! Six days a week. We're going to be hustling. And, uh, man, I hope everything turns out fine to where we can open a Monday. Of course, speed bumps, adversity, uh, challenges. Always. But we're shooting for Monday. Shooting to be back open Monday. So tell us where we can follow you um, on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Two Brothers Hibachi. You guys already know. Okay. You guys already know. And you're on Instagram, too, correct? Yes. Two Brothers Hibachi? Yeah, yes, but we're not very active on there. Okay, that's yeah. fine. All right. Well, thank you so much, Juan, for being here. Thanks for having me. Yay. This is Shell, guys, and I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And I am out of here. And that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you like this episode, please don't forget to share. Thank you so much, Juan, for being on the show. And I am so excited that you guys got the truck back open again. I cannot wait to get me some hibachi. Okay, guys. So next week, I have... JJ Jensen, and she is part of the text part paranormal. Please tune in next Sunday where she will talk about how she got started in this business and some paranormal stories. That's it for me. You're rolling MC. Catch another episode on Hitting the Streets. <laughs>